Hello and welcome to the Making Mommy Move show where we help other moms to feel empowered to create a business while raising their kids. I am your host, Alyssa Morton, author of Welcome to the Room Mama. As a mom of two kids under two years old, I built five businesses before I was 26. On this show, we like to bring you a variety of moms in different phases and stages to share their stories, heart-learned lessons, and shed light into how they built their own successful businesses while raising their families. Tune in every week as we spotlight a new empowering mompreneur to help you on your journey of mompreneurship and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform so you never miss an episode. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Room Mamas. The Making Mommy Move show is my favorite place to connect with all of my mom friends, introduce you to other incredible super moms that are managing work, life, and happiness while raising their kids. On today's episode, I'm introducing you to my new friend, Etta Rosa. She's a podcast host, she's an author, and she's an entrepreneur. Etta and I met at PodFest in Orlando, and today she's sharing her best mindsets and tips for you while building your business while raising your kids. I'm so excited to share her with you all today. Now let's get into the show. Etta, I'm so excited to have you on my show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. We connected at PodFest and hit it off, and I'm excited to talk all about your podcast, your books, your business, how you do it all with kids, like all of it, because I think that more women need that kind of inspiration in their lives. No, I know. And it's funny because, you know, life is not a one size fits all, right? So there's no magical formula. It takes us a little bit to kind of get in the groove and find something that actually works for us, right? So really take everything I say today with a grain of salt and put it into your perspective and see if it fits your lifestyle, right? Because my lifestyle is a little different. I own my business. So my schedule is pretty much my schedule, not really, you know, determined by outside companies, right? So it depends if you're a W-2, if you're a business owner, really depends on your current dynamic. If you're a single parent, if you're not, you know, if you have family close by or if you don't. Um, So, you know, you have to look at your situation and really analyze what you can and cannot do. So I feel like sometimes when you hear these, you know, extravagant, hey, seven steps to a life balance or whatever it is, I was like, (laughs) no, you know, none of that's realistic, right? You got to really take what take in what you can, and then just go from there, right? But I feel like the number one step I would do is analyze that. Are you a single parent? Do you have any assistance? Where do you need help and can you find it? If you're having issues keeping up with housekeeping or keeping your house organized, is there extra room in the budget to pay somebody to come in and, and do your housing and do, you know, and do whatever that needs to be done? Um, if you are a single parent, are there any family, any friends that you can count on to do the pickup and drop off, you know, or aftercare, daycare, tutoring activities, right? Because the older they get, the more busy they get as well. Mm-hmm. So really, really analyzing your situation as a whole. I feel like sometimes we focus too much on our nine to five, you know, quote unquote, um, that we don't really like my calendar. I know this sounds crazy, but my calendar is a full day. Like from the time I wake up, So the time I go to sleep, do the kids have an activity today? Do I need to drop them off somewhere? Is there a birthday party? Like whatever it is, is what I need, right? Is there a doctor's appointment? Oh, oh, wait, I have a a live. I have a podcast recording. I have this, I have that. So really looking at your calendar 
combined as your personal and professional world is going to really, really give you a really good perspective and set the expectation of the day um, to continue a, a more successful and quote unquote balance. But I feel, you know, balance is just perspective at that point trying to see what you're willing to do and what you're willing not, not to do and what you can and cannot do. Sometimes, you know, it's not financially feasible to find, you know, uh, extra care or find somebody to clean your house, but sell a couple things on Facebook marketplace or, you know, um, start taking on an extra hobby. And, and, you know, if you're creative, start creating arts or, or jewelry or something and selling them on Etsy or, or whatever, right. To get the extra cash to really, 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 um, you know, life is where we're, uh, there was this one thing I was doing my yoga class and the instructor said, you know, we're human beings, but we're always human doing. We're always doing and not being mm -hmm. right. So being present, really grounding yourself, really, really having that tough love talk to yourself that you do all the time with your kids. You know, um, we never take our own advice sometimes. So I feel like that's really, really, um, I guess the best advice I could possibly give. <laughs> I love it. And thank you for starting off that way because it's true. Everybody's in a different phase and different stage of their life. Like some people are single, some people are married, some type of people are married, but it feels like you're single because they're overseas or they're working all the time. Like we don't know exactly what anybody's situation looks like. So hearing somebody say that this is what's working for them, like might not work for you also. And that's okay. And you're able to adapt and maybe you'll take a piece of what Edda says and a piece of what somebody else says, and you'll be able to create something that really works well for you. So yeah. I want to hear a little bit about your story because I know that you have your own business now and I want to hear how that came to be. I know that you've got your book and you're working on book number three now. So there's a lot going on and I want to hear about it. Yeah. So I am a creative at heart. Um, I was, um, I grew up dancing professionally um, at festivals in the melting pot of America, Miami. And I would go to all the Hispanic Latin festivals, dance with the top artists. You know, I was at my prime making great money and it was great. It was a great life, you know, to grow up in, especially when you're young and you can like stay up late and do all of that. So I had a really, really um, adventurous life my entire life since I was two and a half until like my early 20s and every now and then again you know I'll do some performances but I chose to channel that creativity into something more meaningful for me I was very always into the community and I felt that music really connected everybody um, and so through those conversations I was able to find that there was another thing that would um, that a lot of people didn't know about which was law and it's something that's not really you know everybody's like oh my goodness because they they combine it with you know, politics and everybody's looking at all the stuff that's happening. And, and it's really not about that. It, you know, law, whether you like it or not, it's going to affect you in some way, shape or form. And you just have to realize that, you know, so like from the time that you're 16 and you get your permit, from the time that you're buying a house, getting married, getting a divorce, having children, all that has legal concepts. So when I realized that law was so important in our society, especially here in the States, I said, I want to do something with this. And I want to I want to help our communities and I want to teach them and I want them to learn and I want them to feel like they're heard and seen and fulfilled in an area where unfortunately they're thrown into it. Right. So if you're in a car accident, then that's where you learn about all the, you know, what type of insurance you really should have had versus what you have. And, you know, that's where, you know, heart, heart, what is it? Hard knock life, you know, like you just yeah. learn the hard way. And so the more I became more, um, 
I guess, a, a legal community advocate through being a paralegal, the more I wanted to enhance my skills and grow my skills. So I spent 15 years being a paralegal at multiple law firms, and I enjoyed my 15 years as a nine to fiver very much up until the end when I became a mom. And so um, I became a mom. My daughter was barely one. And I said, I want to be home. And I want to smell her every day. And I just want that, you know, moment. I felt like I lost it when I took my FMLA. I was so close to her. And, you know, I went through a little like postpartum and, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff too. So I was kind of finally getting back to myself. And I, I just wanted that, that time that for me I felt was lost. So I said, what can I do? with my current situation, right? Just like I said, how can I analyze this? You know, I am married. I have a very supportive spouse, I have to say. Um, And I came home and I quit. (laughs) I literally just quit. And my husband was like freaking out. (laughs) And he's like, what's going on here? And I said, I made a decision. Sorry, you are not included in this decision. Um, But I'm going to open up my business and it's going to be great and um, it's going to be magical and it's going to be everything I want it to be. It may take a little bit, but I'm going to get to where I want to get to. And it didn't take that long. It took two weeks because I had been working in the legal community for so long. My network in that community and my roots were so in there that I, you know, I flourished this beautiful and nurtured it right throughout the years. So they were super supportive in helping promote my new services and doing this. And within two weeks, I landed my first client. And then a month after that, my second one, and then a couple months after that and so on and so forth. So I really decided to pivot and just freelance my services for about two to three years. And then I started getting other legal professionals reaching out to me, you know, through my social media outlets, particularly in LinkedIn, saying, how did you do it? You know, it looks like you're doing great and this and that. And I'm like, how did I do what? I was like, I just had the guts to do something, right? Like, I'm like, I don't know. There's Again, there's no magical formula. This is who I am. I woke up and I said, this is what I want to do. <laughs> but then I was like, no, there was more to that. You know, I was very tactical and I did do a few things and this and that. And it was worth spreading the word. And it was worth educating my own community, my own legal community versus just the, you know, the public. And so that's when I found my niche. And I said, this is great. I love doing paralegal services. I'm not going to let that go, but I'm going to open up a new branch and I'm going to start educating my legal professionals so that they can better serve the legal, you know, the communities. And so that would make a bigger impact versus me just doing one-on-one with law firms. So that's what I do. I basically educate uh, legal professionals through workshops, webinars, associations, speaking engagements, uh, curriculum. Uh, We just finished our curriculum. So those are going to be implemented in several universities at the paralegal studies programs, which again, you know, that's where the books come from, right? All this kind of educating and this and that. And um, the book wasn't really a thing for me. I wasn't really seen in my eyes anyway, as a writer right? Like that type of writer. I was used to like legal writing, which is very different, two different worlds. And so I was approached by a colleague of mine that was uh, writing a book on paralegals, basically memoirs, you know, just writing your story about you. And I felt, okay, well, that's easy enough. I can talk about myself. You know, I I mean, I have all the details. (laughs) I did So I I, I submitted my piece and it was like me along with seven others. And then that kind of opened up this like, you know, like it it planted a seed and I was like, Uh "Hmm, what else 
can I do with this? And so I opened, I wrote my second one, my, my official just me. And then now I'm on my third one. And it's all about educating my legal professionals, providing them with guidance, providing them, you know, through storytelling, because that's how we capture these moments. And that's how we remember and retain information the most, right? When you hear a story that really resonates with you, or that really gave you some, maybe some chills, or just make made you feel something, whether it was anger, laughter, loss, whatever it was, right? But those are the stories that you will remember forever. And so I did the podcast through the book and the rest is history. Here we are almost on our sixth year and I'm loving life. I want to give up every single day because it's so stressful. Um, and my husband always tells me, no, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're doing great. Uh, you're making a difference and you're doing what you love and why are you going to quit? You know? So we all have that sometimes where you just want to give up and just, you know, put your head down. But, um, yeah, I mean, great support system. I have to say, you know, between my husband and my mother, my sisters, you know, my best friend and my other friends, you know, it's, it's, it's good to have that foundation for sure. I love your story and just everything. (laughs) So when you were starting your business, you already had kids at this point. What did that process look like? Like when you were trying to balance everything, because it's a whole new world, like, It is, you know, you go from your nine to five mentality, which is what I call it, um, you know, where everything is pretty much given to you, right? So your benefits, taxes are paid for, you don't have to worry about any of that, right? When you are Mm -hmm. with an employer, but when you're off on your own, you're done, you know, anywhere from your equipment that you're utilizing to provide those type of services from the softwares, from your time, you have to know how to price it, uh, your taxes speak with a lot of professionals until you get to, you know, someone that you feel comfortable with and you feel like they know kind of your business. Um, You know, a lot of legal counsel, like, uh, because I was working in law, so I definitely needed a counsel. So all that stuff, you know, that you don't think about when you're opening Mm -hmm. up a business. And I want to say in my second year is when I got pregnant with my second kid. So I had my two-year-old and then I was pregnant, running around like crazy, networking, throwing, you know, it was, my husband always um, says I was like the little energizer bunny. And then like, right at like, I want to say the second trimester, my body's like, no, you're done. You know, you got to relax and you got to calm down. And so I did, Um, I still offered my services, but completely remote. And this was obviously way before the pandemic. My, my son was born in 2018. So a couple of years before the pandemic where try and tell an attorney that you could do everything, you know, remotely, yeah, like, that like- was like a hard sell, you know? <laughs> so it was crazy, but I did, I was very blessed enough. The universe just provided it to me. And I was, I found an attorney that was already set, you know, to be remote. And I was able to work for them for a couple of years until I had the baby, you know, my son was able to stay with me. It was two different experiences, right? Because my first one, I was a nine to fiver, only had three months with my beautiful baby girl. And then my second one, I had a whole year just to be with him, work, you know, make money and still be with him, still be able to breastfeed him and have those moments with him and enjoy him to the fullest. So in my case, I don't think he's a mommy's boy. It's just that the experiences were completely different. And I was different, right? Because pregnancy, Mm -hmm. motherhood in general, 
for anyways for females i can't really speak for men but for females it's a whole transformation right it's a whole mental physical spiritual journey right and i feel like sometimes that's not spoken about too much we get so busy just okay i gotta go back to work i gotta make money or i gotta clean the house or you know we just go on 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 that we suppress everything that we're going through which i feel that's what creates postpartum depression anxiety mm -hmm. stress burnout, all these other things that we see later on that we're like, what happened to me? I used to be fun. Like I hear that all the time from moms, right? Like I used to be fun. I was dancing, you know, and I loved my drinks and I loved my little mocktails for those of you that are, you know, don't drink alcohol, you know, and it, like I would go out every weekend. And even if it wasn't to dance or just to listen to music or I, you know, I would take on these type of hobbies and blah, blah, blah. And, and we lose ourselves in motherhood and mm -hmm. we focus our efforts onto this creation that was literally inside our bodies or not depending on how you became a parent but that came into your life one way or another and um we lose us the core like in my case the core etta so that's you know that's probably another topic but um that's something i had to learn um because if i'm not fulfilling my needs, how are you to expect me to fulfill anybody else's? So, you know, that's an important component in, again, finding that balance and really quieting the noise, calming the chaos, and really waking up as yourself, not the parent, not the daughter, the friend, the spouse, whatever label you're putting onto yourself aside from just yourself, wake up, enjoy that cup of coffee, wake up an hour early, before everybody wakes up, you know, and just enjoy yourself and enjoy your presence. Or when the kids are sleeping, stay up a little, another hour to read a book, journal, whatever fulfills you, whatever makes you feel you again, you know, take on that dance class that you've been wanting to take or go to yoga or do your exercise, join the gym and actually go to the gym, you know, whatever it is that you've been wanting to do that you're like, man, I used to love doing that. What happened? Why didn't I do that? Or, you know what? I was always interested in doing this. Why, you know, why haven't I done it? Whatever that why is, you know, I feel like sometimes we lose ourselves because of the chaos, you know, and, and people pleasing and perfectionism and whatever else you want to label it. But um, I think that's the most important because once you have that, the rest is, is easy. I agree wholeheartedly. When I started my first business, like, let me, like, similar to you, like the first, when I had my first child, I was still in that nine to five. Like I was working in a small office. Like it was a totally different experience. than when I had my second one. And with the second one, I started my business like when I got pregnant with her. And when I actually had her, I was like working more than I ever had in my life, like staying up late, building like everything. And I never felt more fulfilled in my life because I was doing something for me. And that felt so amazing, even though it was work, but it was like fulfilling work because I enjoyed it. And it was something that I was getting to create. It was like creative kind of element. Yeah. Whereas with my births, I had like a bad postpartum experience. I was going to work. I wasn't around her. I didn't want to be around her. Like it was a really interesting kind of dynamic, I guess, like being postpartum and not having that piece of myself like I did the second. Yeah. So I agree that that's like one of the most important pieces is like yeah, really I, finding I like yourself. We don't focus on our mental health right here. It's like a taboo, mm -hmm. especially me. I'm Puerto Rican of origin. My whole family's Puerto Rican. My husband's family's Puerto Rican. We're all Puerto Rican. Like, you know, and in the Hispanic culture in general, it's very shunned upon. Like, 
you know, mental health. Oh, you're crazy. Like, that's like the first thing they'll say. And it's like, no, you are seeking assistance for your mental health, spiritual, whether you go to the church or yoga or, or whatever, whatever, you know, your spiritual journey is. Um, even if you're an atheist, you got to believe in something, even if it's in yourself, you know, and, and sometimes the calming of the mind is so important, you know, and yeah, I mean, I'm completely in agreement with focus on yourself first. So how did you, like, what did that look like for you when you were trying to find yourself and know that this is something you I'm wanted to do? I'm still trying to find myself. Have you found me? No, no. Um, <laughs> I had done yoga a while ago. Um, even with my daughter, that's how I got back in shape, whatever that means. Um, I got back to my body, right? Um, and I, I did yoga because I'm not... Me personally, nothing against the gym. I'm just not a weight person. I don't like the smells at the gym. Like, it's just not my not my jam. Um, my husband does it. That's all him. But I, it's just not me. Like, for me, I love the whole meditation and actually exercising and really being one with yourself, right? Like, that whole full-on connection. So, for me, yoga was really important uh, portion to really grounding myself and meditating and, and again, calming down and really for like I'm always as entrepreneurs I feel like we have multiple things in our heads right and when we get oh, an idea yes. we like stop the car and we're like writing it down or typing it in our phones or, or whatever it is right so like really trying to calm it down and you know quiet the noise is, is super hard but like you know anything else it takes practice so yoga was the first component of my journey then I definitely went into mental health just talk therapy literally just to have somebody that will listen to me that was non-biased that was not related to me at all, that did not know me at all, right? Because friends are great. I love my best friend. I love my friends. You know, I'm, I have a very small uh, group of friends and I love them, but they're biased and they're going to mm -hmm. just tell me what I want to hear. And that's not going to be helpful. You know, uh, I need someone with experience that's been trained that can provide me with tools to really better myself and really change my thoughts. They say that the human brain has about 60,000 thoughts a day. And that's just an average. So an entrepreneur, it might be more, you know, because we have other things as well. A parent add on another thought. So a, a whole bunch of, you know, the average human has 60,000 thoughts a day. So imagine trying to capture all of that, you know. Um, and so I think the combination of all that really is what helped my journey today. Wow. I didn't know that fact. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, that explains so much. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, you imagine if you remembered all those thoughts? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> and that's, like, what drives us nuts, like, as moms and, like, entrepreneurs, because you're, like, trying to hold on to all of these thoughts in a day and not forget any, and you're just going yeah. to drive yourself nuts, literally. Yeah. That's why I journal and I just spit it out. Cause sometimes like I'll wake up at three o'clock in the morning, literally my brain will just turn on and be like, Hey, Edda, let's do this, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. It's like a little kid. Right. And I was like, no, 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 no. So I'll write it down. So I won't forget. And then I'll go back to sleep because it's out of my head um, and on paper. And I know I won't forget because I just put it down. Right. And that's what I tell myself. I'm like, I won't forget. I wrote it down. It's fine. It's kind of like the, um, did I turn off the stove? Is the coffee maker on? Is the door locked? You know, it's all of that, right? And then you keep checking, you keep checking. So take it all out of your head, write it down. Yes, I checked the door. Yes, the stove is off. You know, like just literally break it down, write it down. And once you see it, you'll feel it. And then it'll just kind of go away. So 
Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I am a big believer in the brain dump, and it's, like, literally just taking a shit, because you need to just unload it all. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to talk more about your books, because I just went through the process, and I want to hear how your journey looked like. Like, how long did it take you to do it? Like, your marketing aspect of it, because that's, like, a whole, like, when you have your business, you're running your business, and then you're doing the book, and that's, like, a whole new, like, business, basically, that you're adding to your yeah. plate. So what did that look like for you? So the first one was easy because it was just talking about myself. So I basically was able to do that in like 30 days. Realistically, I did it in 30 days and, you know, I, I gave it to an editor so they can edit it and, you know, make sure that it's actually nice. Mm -hmm. um, and then I gave it to her and she went ahead and published it and did everything she had to do because it was under her name. The second one was basically a collection of things that I had already done through the podcast, through my workshops, through, so again, very easy. Um, I was able to just grab all my notes and really do it and again, pay an editor, get it published, all that good stuff. This one though, by far has been the most challenging because it has nothing to do with, I mean, it has everything to do with law, but it has nothing to do with my expertise, quote unquote. So I've been interviewing other people to gather information, doing a lot of research. It's almost like a research paper. I know that sounds boring, mm -hmm. but I'm actually adding my own twist to it. So it's a lot of research, a lot of resources, a lot of interviews, um, just grabbing information. And it's basically about the legal psychology of it all. Because as legal professionals, we go through the ringer. You know, like I feel like my worst experience was trying to let this lady know that was not my client. It wasn't my case. But since I was the only Spanish speaker at the law firm, they told me to translate. And when they told me what I had to translate, I immediately started crying. So she was in a car accident. She had lost the baby. And she had not only that, she had to go to the hospital, deliver the baby, stillborn. Mm -hmm. And so I had to tell her that I was 20. I had no idea, you know, I was not anywhere near getting married or, you know, giving birth. I, I hadn't, I couldn't even resonate with that information. And so how could I find it empathy or how can I, how can I deliver this information that I know nothing about? It's a whole different world for me. I have no prior connection with this person and I have to deliver this horrid news, right? Probably one of the worst news mm -hmm. that she'll ever receive. So I, I literally just, I always, I tapped into the tools that I had at that moment and I called my mom <laughs> before. I'm like, I can't go into that room right now. I have to have a moment and they're like, understandable. So I called my mom and I literally said, mommy, this is what's going on. I have no idea how to handle this. And my mom is the most emotional person, very sensitive, like completely opposite of me. Right now in this moment is when I'm actually tapping into emotions. I was not an emotional person at all before this year. And so I would always tap into my mom for that. And so my mom said, honey, this is how you're going to do it. You know, understand this is a really tough time and blah, blah, blah. And you remember when your dad got cancer the first time, you remember those feelings and what that went through and what that looked like. And she walked me through this information. And if it wasn't for that, I would have been at a loss, you know? And I think that was the best moment in my career and the worst at, you know, like if that makes any sense, because yeah, totally these does. things are not taught, you know, you're never going to learn how to handle those things in, in school, no matter how much schooling you do. Um, so that's really what my book is all about. It's about those moments, how to handle that tough situation and really how to balance all that in your mind and in your life, because that's going to translate. Really powerful. 
congratulations and Thank you. good luck on that journey because that sounds Thank amazing you. and really helpful for everybody in the industry. Yeah. So I want to hear more about your podcast because we met at Podfest yeah. and I think that you've got a really amazing platform and you just said that you've been using it to grow your business also. So I want to hear a little bit about that too. Yeah, absolutely. So what um, my podcast is about, obviously it's legal education and we're providing, you know, um, hard conversations, kind of like the ones we have, but they're not all that, you know, all that sad, you know, we have happy moments and, and I bring on other legal professionals to provide different types of perspectives, right? Because that's just one perspective. And so I love bringing on guests that can bring something out, something new, something fresh, something that the audience can really take in and understand, again, through that storytelling, through a conversation, just like the one we're having today. And, and something, you know, outside of a book, right? Outside of a blog or an article or a post, um, you know, something more like a safe space where they can just listen to it on their on the road, on their way to the supermarket or their jobs and, and really get something from it. So they're very short. They're only 20 to 30 minutes. And, um, and that's only because I'm talking to someone. If they're me, then it's just like 15 minutes. But yeah, I, I provide this platform. And I feel like when you do something with honesty and authenticity, it comes back to you in tenfolds, right? Because this was a passion project of mine. I just wanted to promote, you know, mental health in the legal community, that you're not alone, that, you know, everybody goes through something, that you're always going to have that boss that's just not right for you. And and how to identify that and how to handle it. And and really, okay, if you're looking to pivot, how to do that and, and giving them practical skills and, and really just giving them a platform where they can just kind of skim through like a book but like listen to it, right? Because I feel like when we listen to something, I think that's why audiobooks are so popular now. Because when you listen to it, it's a new sense, right? And you're and you're using that new sense. And so I feel like the podcast is super powerful in that in that way. And it reflects on um, something that a lot of people can relate to. So they they can feel seen and heard. And I use it as a marketing tool for my business. Eventually, I did. I, I was able to translate these conversations and really tie them into my legal professional coaching, my trainings, my workshops, my curriculum, everything else that I do in the legal education realm. Um, I was able to translate that through the podcast as well, but still keeping the organic, you know, loving, heartwarming conversations. So I was able to, again, find that balance. And it's, it's just been a wonderful journey. Really, it has. It's amazing what can happen when you just do something that just feels good to you and the way that it can manifest and something also provides for you also and yeah. I think that that's like the epitome of being an entrepreneur is like following your dreams and doing something that brings you joy and then seeing that return like tenfold like without even you know yeah. knowing like it's, that's gonna come I love it I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think that's the, like you said, it's the epiphany of being an entrepreneur. It's why we become entrepreneurs, you know, do what we love while still making a living off of it. Mm -hmm. So share with everybody again, where they can find you and some of your services that you have. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, my website has everything. I try to keep it there. And it's www.etta, my first name, Rosa, my last name, llc.com. And that's where you can find the podcast, the books, the products, all the stuff, that, all, the, all the good stuff that we offer. Um, and yeah, so we offer a lot of legal education. So if you're looking to grow your network, if you're looking to grow your career, grow yourself, and you're in the legal industry, we're definitely the company for you. 
I love it. Thank you again for coming on and sharing your expertise and your story with everybody, because I think that that's really powerful and people can see similarities and depending on their situation, like they might relate to a certain piece of your story and yeah. it's just the best way to learn and feel like you're not alone in the journey. Absolutely. I completely agree. Well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you. Bye. Building a business while raising your kids isn't for the faint of heart, and it's easier when you're guided along your journey from someone that's walked the walk before you and continues the journey along with you. By growing five successful businesses before I turned 26, earning six figures in my first year of business, and engrossing myself in the entrepreneurial journey with two kids under two, I learned many hard lessons in mindset, time management, productivity, mom guilt, and entrepreneurship. I lay it all on the table for you in my Amazon best-selling book, Welcome to the Room Mama. Pick up your copy with the link in the show notes or at listmorton.com book to get all of the resources, bonuses, and mentorship you need to build your six-figure business while raising your family.